Hello, Advanced Selling Podcast listeners. Bill Kasky here. Brian is gone. He's left the command of the ship to me for this uh, few final episodes. A couple of things before we get into today's episode. You know, we're really blessed that you've been on this journey with us this year. It's been a great year for us. We hooked up with um, Podcast One, the network, and we've had some great advertisers, some great sponsors. But most of all, we've got just awesome listeners. And I want to personally, and I know Brian, were he to be here, would say the same thing. I want to personally thank you for making us, uh, we're now in the top 10 of iTunes, and it's thanks to you because of that. And we get emails every day saying that this work matters to you. Uh, But I'd love to hear from you personally. If you haven't ever emailed us before, send a note in to listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com and just let us know how how we're helping or if we're not helping. If there's some things you want to hear that you haven't heard enough of or maybe some things you want to hear less of in 2016, uh, we would love to oblige you. Also, hundreds of people have purchased our all-in product and I know we promote that a lot. Also, our resource toolkit But we've got a special, as we talked about in prior episodes, if you're a leader and you want to give the gift of achievement to your team until December 31st, if you order five or more all-in, and those are MP3 digital programs, but if you order five or more, you can get a 20% discount off the total. Go to advancedsellingpodcast.com and click on the products there. Well, before we get into today's episodes, I want to tell you about a new sponsor we have at the Advanced Selling Podcast. Go to webinar. You know, when you're trying to create demand, you need a cost-effective way to reach your target audience and generate qualified leads for you or your team. My recommendation is use Citrix GoToWebinar. With GoToWebinar, you can present to hundreds with confidence. Whether you're a startup company, a company operating worldwide, or a salesperson who's looking to engage their prospects, GoToWebinar can help you connect, captivate, and convert your target audience. It's easy to do. Pick a compelling topic, and I know you have compelling topics. Think about all the things that you're expert in. Select your audience and schedule your event. With automated emails, custom branding, and practice sessions, GoToWebinar makes getting ready easy. So when your event is live, keep attendees engaged with interactive polls, live chat, and response to feedback in real time. Once your event's over, you're only a click away from reporting on registration attendance and performance metrics of your event. GoToWebinar enables marketers like you to easily reach your target audience and turn leads into customers, and we at the Advanced Selling Podcast know that's what you are all about. Get started. With GoToWebinar today to connect and convert, visit GoToWebinar.com to start your free 30-day trial. That's GoToWebinar.com. And once again, thanks for listening. This week, we'd like to play one of our earlier episodes that Brian and I both consider a favorite. So hope you enjoy and have a great holiday season. Welcome to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest running sales training podcast in the universe. Created exclusively. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Can I skip that part? Yeah. Uh, welcome again to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the world's longest running sales training podcast. Notice I said world instead of universe. I said universe last time, didn't we? Uh, we were made. Uh, we produce this exclusively for sales professionals just to help you create your own sales success. I'm Bill Kasky. <laughs> and I'm Brian Neal. Oh, wait. That's Oops. what we get for reading scripted material, isn't it? <laughs> we are so glad you're here. We're here every week to help you with your uh, sales life, whether you're a sales manager or salesperson. We're really thrilled that you are here. A um, couple of uh, detail items for us as Bill turns me down. Was that a little hot Sorry. there, Bill? Yeah, no, it's a little okay. hot. Oh, yeah, yeah much better. Yeah, there Very we good. Go. Everyone always asks, hey, Bill and Brian, what, what can we do to help you out? 
You get asked that a lot, mm-hmm. don't you? I do. Podcast. We got a lot of great listeners. We got loads of people on our LinkedIn group. Here's something you can do as a listener to help us out if you so choose. And remember, we believe in the karmic boomerang. So do good things for us. We'll do good things for you. Go to iTunes and um, leave a review on iTunes at the Advanced Selling Podcast Show. We've gotten a few reviews. Most of them are favorable, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. So if you like this at all, you think it's a good thing, go there. What do they give it, four stars? Mm-hmm. Is it four stars, a, I think? I think it's a star rating. Four star rating, five star, whatever the most is. Give us that, would you please? No, I'm kidding. Um, just that, that would really help us out. Go to iTunes and give us a little um, review there. We'd be forever grateful. We ought to have a goal of like 100 in the ne- before the year's out. I can do that. We can do that. Yeah. And we'll yeah. start writing our own if we don't get 100. We should give a prize to the 100th person that gives us oh, a review. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. We just have to figure out what, what it that is. is but. No. Good. Oh, my turn? Yeah. You're <laughs> a little, a little I'm going right down the thing here. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, one thing that uh, I, we didn't realize until recently, and that is when you uh, are using the Apple podcast app, if you don't have the Advanced Selling Podcast app, but have the Apple app, there is a way to get to the show notes. And in those show notes, we have show notes, but we also have uh, ways to get a hold of us. We have the email that you can write us at Listener and Advanced Selling Podcast. We have the LinkedIn group link. So there's lots of information there. So just tap on the album cover and that will pop up the show notes. I love you it. You can do that. I love it. They'll also be on the Advanced Selling Podcast app. But either way, you can get show notes and there's all sorts of goodies in there. Very good. Hey, Bill, have you ever had uh, someone ask you a question uh, like in a greeting and then answered what you thought they were going to ask you, but that's not what they asked you? Like if I came to you and I saw you in the morning and say, uh, good morning, Bill. And you go, fine. Because you thought I was going to say, how you doing? Right. You know, I can yeah. say, good morning, Bill. You go, good. I go, yeah, I've probably me done too. that. Yeah. I had the weirdest one of those. I was waiting for an elevator at one of my client's buildings. And the elevator door opens up. And I'm standing there waiting. And it's one of my pet peeves. I started to walk in before the guy got off. And it Bad was my deal. fault. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I said, sorry about that. He goes, whoops, sorry, sir. You're all set now. Thank you. <laughs> That's what he said just right then. I said, did I just like, did I just buy something at Fresh Market or something? Like he's like, seriously, quote, that was the quote. I whoops, typed you're all set now. Whoops, sorry, sir. You're all set now. Thank you. <laughs> I thought this guy's having a conversation with someone I can't see. Like something's was he on going the phone? on here. No, was he, maybe he didn't have phone? a phone. No, it was very, very bizarre. <laughs> I don't know what he thought was going on there, but he was uh, clearly not in the same space. He was, was just punking you. Whoops, sorry, sir. Yes, you're, you're all set now. Thank you. That's like, okie I guess That's I can funny. get on my elevator. Funny stuff. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Topic. Okay. Topic today. Uh, Brian and I talked a little bit in the pre-show about what topic really makes some sense. And of course we take a lot of the emails that we get, a lot of questions that we get in our coaching practices and training practices. And we try to kind of assemble those and say, okay, what are some of the key issues? And mm-hmm. we've come up with one that we think we're, we're going to give it a stab today. And then if we want to do more, I think there's a lot more here, but it has to do with what are the limiting beliefs that we have as sales professionals or leaders about ourselves, about our capability and potential, about the customer. And, you know, we talk about the inner game, about feeling abundant, having high intent. We spend lots of time on that in the podcast, but we think there's a whole different level of that. And that is, what are the beliefs that you have about life or your ability and how do those feed into your ability to detach and to feel abundant and so we're going to talk a little bit today and we're going to it's a huge topic of limiting beliefs we're going to take it into the sales cycle Mm -hmm. and we're going to uh, give you some thoughts on three areas that we think a lot of salespeople get tripped up in and it has to do with 
the wrong belief or the limiting belief. Yeah, we, we it's it, you've listened to the podcast long enough, or if you're a new listener, welcome. You will figure out really quickly that Bill and I spend a lot of time working on your mentality and your mental shift, your mental position, and, and as it relates to sales. And no matter what you do for a living, how good, how bad you are, every human being on this planet, in some form or fashion, has a limiting Absolutely. belief that gets in their way. All of us have Absolutely. them. They creep up on us in all sorts of ways at all sorts of times. And so we really want to take that idea and apply it into the sales world. Very deep topic today. Mm-hmm. We need to, we need to, some Zen music or some little uh, yoga chimes or something like that. Now, your yoga balls are on the floor. My yoga balls, you, I threw them over there. You've got there. some yoga balls that you threw <clears> across the room. I'd love I to have no idea what, I'm, what <laughs> I'm going to do with are. them, but I bought them the other night. They were there on sale, so I yeah. figured, you know, very I could go wrong. Very Zen topic. Today, you know, so. you talk about a Zen. Uh, one of my Zen masters is my father-in-law, Don oh, Simon. Very good. <laughs> and... <laughs> He is about. I'm 80. only. La- I'm sorry. If you you got to see Don, Don's a <laughs> wonderful human being. I, he just doesn't look like a Zen guy. No, to well, me, he but, is. I, but, but listen to what he said. I'm ready. Listen to what he said. He's 83 years old, and yep. a couple years ago, his wife Sally was going to a like a self help uh, type of program mm-hmm. at this place called the Hermitage down there on okay. near downtown. Yeah, and uh, we didn't know that, so Jane and I showed up, and we were over visiting, and we said, "Where? Where's Sally? Oh, she's down at some at the I don't know the Heritage or the Hermitage." What is she doing down there? <laughs> oh, she's going to one of those seminars that try to tell you you're better than you really are. <laughs> that's, his, that's his Zen statement? That's his Zen. Seminar to try to tell you that you're better than you really are. That's what we're going to do today, <laughs> that's right. isn't it? A little limiting belief. He says Don, in his yoga right. voice. Okay, so... Um, how do you want to? How do you want to do this? We, you want to come up with the three things because I yeah. think there's enough underneath those that we could uh, dive a little deeper. Yeah, into for them. you listening, what the trick here for you is we're going to run through three specific sales scenarios that we think a we have limiting beliefs about, and yep. there's a good likelihood that you do too. And if you don't, you probably know someone that does. And we're going to walk through this and just show you how to shift these these limiting beliefs into something that won't get in your way so much to help remove them and, and take them out of your world and or just manage them when they creep yeah. up. And then you can add you can add your own so. If these aren't the three for you, you've got another one. We'll also teach you the process that you can go through so you can shift your mindset to around your limiting belief and make it better for you. I think a lot of times when we're in coaching, we will give someone some advice, but if we don't change the belief that created the problem in the first place, then that advice is either not going to be used, not used correctly, or forgotten about after we leave. So we're going to take a little bit deeper stab at this. So the first one is closing. Mm. And that's that point in the process where we all know what closing is when we're trying to get a decision. And sometimes there's pressure there. Yep. There's pressure by the salesperson. There's pressure that the customer feels when he he or she feels that close coming on. Yep. So um, the limiting belief around closing is what? I'll give you mine. I'll give you mine. Yeah, because I think it's important to part of this process. You have to be able to uh, a self-analyze and b make yourself vulnerable enough to to work on this. If you're someone who says I don't have any limiting beliefs. That's a limiting belief, I, I feel. Yeah. So I'm going to share mine. Maybe you can share yours to around one or two. Around closing? Two. Either one. Okay. Um, so my limiting belief around closing is that I feel that I am going to be perceived as someone who is pushy mm-hmm. or someone who is needy or greedy. And I have a mental hang up about appearing that way to other people. And if, again, you listen to the podcast long enough, you'll see both and Bill and I both embrace this idea of, of what we talk about around abundance. And it, I, I feel like sometimes deep inside that that uh, if I go to ask for something, that that can come across as something different than what I stand for, yeah. which is real yeah. bothersome yeah. to me. So that would be my limiting belief right there. I think mine is uh, that and it's never quite knowing 
where where to do it. We're never quite know. Always mm. feeling like, well, is is he ready yeah. to make the decision now, yeah. or is it too early? Well, if I wait too late, maybe I miss it. And it's always that uh, it's a moving line, and I'm never quite sure exactly where yeah. to do it. And the belief there is that if I miss it, I miss it forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can't go back. Can't go back. Oh gosh, no. Or it's out of your control. So, so then let's talk about what to do here. And I used a framework that I learned from one of my gurus, not Don, but I'll probably start listening to Don's podcast now. (laughs) He does it. Follow him on Twitter. The Don Master. (laughs) Don the Zen Master. Zen the Don Master. (laughs) Um, And that's uh, Wayne Dyer. And Wayne Dyer writes in one of his books a process just to take you through. And I'm going to use a version of that. So I write this limiting belief down. So my limiting belief is that um, I'm afraid I'm going to be perceived as. Uh, greedy or needy when I go to close a deal. That's my limiting belief. So instead, I move to an actionable opposite statement, something that's actionable and opposite. So then what I say instead is I say, I continually work to ask for people to make a decision because I know it's in their best interest. Mm-hmm. I continually ask people to make a decision because I know it's in their best interest. That helps. So that helps me get clear and okay with going there. I remove some of that other stuff. And so I take this statement and I move it to an actionable opposite. So the decision to the decision is in their best interest, whether it's a yes or a no decision. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I and I like that it's in their best interest. That 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 foots to how I want to be perceived. That I want them to think and feel because I do care about their best interest. I have their best interest in mind, mm-hmm. not mine. That's good. That's yeah. really good. Mine is uh, similar. I, I think that if we really embrace the idea that we're here to provide solutions and bring mm-hmm. value, which I know we both do and, mm-hmm. and good salespeople do, I don't think help is on the way until the decision is made. Mm, good. So if a prospect is in pain or has massive goals and you can help them, nothing happens until some decision is made. Even if the decision is no, then maybe he's found a way to get help from somebody else. So I always feel like if we keep our intent, if I keep my intent on solving the problem, asking people for a decision is just the next step toward helping them solve the problem. And that's why we're in business in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. So uh, help is on the way once a decision is made. Help is on the way. Isn't there a song like that? Mm, help is on the you way. would know it if there it's is a 70 song and if there's a movie i think it i think it's by you toto. would know the words is it by words toto help is know. on the way okay uh jersey who's our fact checker guy don Jer- was it don? don no that's don, the zen master, that's master. <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> who's our friend in new jersey or the east coast that fact whoever help is on the way is a song who's it by doggone it let's keep going i'll think of it later. yeah I, I, you're I'm right you're exactly up. right though yeah don't it's a late it. 70s song all right. On the way. Go ahead. Next Number one. Two. Yep. Uh, the next one is uh, one that we see all the time in both our private uh, coaching practices and training and also mm-hmm. people uh, from the web. And that is talking money. Mm. We talk about it in terms of economics. We want to know, well, what's the cost of the problem and what's the what's the desired solution? What's the investment for that and how do they match up? Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of times people don't quite know when to talk money. So therefore, they avoid it. Yep. My turn. Yep. Limiting beliefs. Uh-huh. This is, and I'm just telling it like it is here, part of vulnerability. This is by far and away my biggest hangup in my mm-hmm. professional life is my fear of and trepidation about talking about money. I still have it. In fact, I'm uh, talking to a company to come in and do some work. And uh, it's someone that I knew from a past life, done some work for them, and now we're talking again. And I'm, I went down the sales process and I talked about everything precisely as I would teach them to do and didn't even bring up the word money, how much, cost, anything. Mm-hmm. Therefore, mm-hmm. violated my own process, violated my own principles. I always love when to bring it up and I didn't. I humped the phone and I told our friend J-Rob over there, I said, I totally botched this. I didn't even bring up the word money mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. So my limiting belief there is that if I talk about money 
that I then will get labeled at a certain value level, and that uh, that is reflected of me personally. So the money thing, I was I was raised that money really is doesn't matter, and it does matter if you're a capitalist, which I am. It matters, and it gets connected in our world to self worth. So therefore, if I say it's twenty grand, and they go, oh. 20 grand. I'm not going to pay a 20. I'll You're pay a 10. Yeah. They've just told me I'm half as good as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. And so because I don't want to go there, I don't go there. You're reluctant. Get yeah. that? That's my limiting belief. Yeah. All right. Hand me a tissue, somebody. Yeah. I think uh, some tissues. <laughs> I think in the business we're in that the money is so intricately linked. Intricately. Yeah. It's really close. I guess that's linked <laughs> to our performance and who we are. Uh, if I, if I'm shipping an iPhone, I don't know if I'm emotionally attached to that. So I think if you're in a business where you are actually the product, yeah. and we do have a lot of speakers and consultants and authors where you're the product. I think that becomes a bigger issue. Yeah. Um, I think my limiting belief about it is again, kind of when to talk about it. Mm. It's, it's, I would never lead with it. I don't want to end with it. So where does it come up? And there's mm. that, that self-talk that says, okay, not now, not now, maybe now, I don't know. <laughs> but I think there is a, uh, do you want me to go ahead and talk about my- Your different one? The different one. Yeah, because yeah. I think you're pretty good at this one, actually. I well, like I, you're better than this, way better than I am. I had a situation about. about two months ago where I was doing a proposal and uh, I had some advice from a, another consultant, and he said, you know, you ought to always give your prospect a, a pay-in-full discount hmm, interesting. for the whole six months or the year. Yeah. And I'd never done that before, and and so I put it into the proposal, and we, we got the deal, and he called back and said, hey, I just got the invoice. What's, what's this invoice for? And I said, well, it's for the first month. He goes, no, I want to do the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and... I thought, well, here's something that I've been doing this Ta-da. business for 25 years, yeah. and I've never ever thought about that. But yet, for him, it was a it was a significant enough discount yeah. that he would rather just get rid of it. Yeah. And and that was a, a good that was a good lesson for me that maybe I'm reading way too much into the yeah. money thing. Yeah. And should I, you know, should we be doing that all the time? But yeah. That so I, I think the um, newer, more resourceful thought is. I want to bring it up on my own yeah. and and embrace the discussion of it and whatever happens from it will happen from it. Me bringing it up is not going to make it more or less, but it will make it easier yeah. to talk about. Very it. good. Yeah. And my opposite actionable statement is I uh, always am the one to bring up the money because I know that it's not reflective of who I am and the value that I bring to the people that yeah. I work with. Yeah. I have to make that connection to go opposite actionable. I have to make the connection. I have to to bring them apart. Um, in my referee business, we have a saying when people are yelling at you, which occasionally happens when you <laughs> referee a football game, yeah. is they're yelling at the shirt. They're not yelling at me. I've oh, said that wow. on the podcast before. Wow. They're yelling at the shirt. They're not yelling at me. So when they say, I won't pay you 20, I'll pay you 10, there's another reason it's not necessarily reflective of my own personal worth and value. There is more to it than that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So, All right, the third one yeah. is... Uh, call level. Where do I call inside mm. the company? And I know you you uh, have your own personal opinions about this. And of course, it yeah. changes for every company. But yeah. typically, I, f- I think we find that people aren't calling it at the highest level or at all the levels that they could call on. Yep. Um, no matter how much we push and we talk and we suggest, I think there's still this default to, I want to call where I'm comfortable. Yeah. And if yep. I'm, if there's a CEO or a president I need to be talking to, not always is there, but sometimes then that's outside of my comfort zone. Yep. That's good. 
uh, can I say my you limiting belief yeah. here? And this is now this is one that I've worked really hard on. This would have been my second yeah m- difficult one. I've gotten it would have been my better. first twenty years ago. Yeah, and yeah. I think obviously you know age and experience help yeah. with this. What has helped me though is so my limiting belief is um, I'm not smart enough to stand toe to toe with someone in a C level position at a Fortune 500 company. Mm-hmm. That would be my limiting belief. Mm-hmm. I'm not smart enough to talk to someone who has a Harvard MBA who's run a publicly held yeah. company. Yeah. They're way smarter than I am. So my the, my opposite and actionable statement then is I I don't fear talking to anyone because at the core, everyone is just a person. Yeah. And I've gotten real okay with that. And you realize once you get over this, this is one, this is one I'm really heavy with my clients on too, that people are not that much, they're smart people. The The disparity is not what people think it is. It just no. isn't. And so you, you that's a such a big limiting belief that we have. And they're just people. I always say, it sounds kind of morbid, but if we were uh, sitting next to each other on an airplane that we just found out it's going to crash, I wouldn't care who, what your <laughs> title is that, you know, we're going down, we're holding hands and praying and whatever else. Yeah. I mean, and I have this saying too, that I think is kind of funny that we're all just living the same life at a different address. Mm-hmm. Cause when you talk mm-hmm. to people, everyone's like, Oh, you have this problem, that problem, that great. That's great. That's wonderful. That's not, and it's all the same stuff really when you boil it down. Yeah. So I fear nothing because at the core, I know everyone is just a person. Yeah. I've had trouble with this over the years. I don't think I'm as um, as needy about it now, but uh, I think that the challenge is that we all say that we want to have impact. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody who sells says, we ask them, well, what kind of impact do you want to have? Oh, man, I want to have impact on the client that I sell. And yet, when you refuse to call on the people who really make the decision, you're really not having much impact. So right. we talk out of both sides of our mouth there. We say that we want to, and yet we allow our baggage to get in the way. And really, I think calling high is an ego thing. I think our ego mm-hmm gets in the way because we don't want to be, we're, we're kind of afraid of that. We don't want to feel like we're an idiot in front of an H uh, Harvard business guy yep. or lady. But the fact is, if we don't, we won't have impact. So that's kind of my feeling is I've got to say, my goal is to have as much impact as I can in mm-hmm. this company. And the way I do it is to call on the person who probably has the most pain. Yep. And that's the person at higher levels. Amen to that. All right. You know what it's time for? The outro <laughs> that you voted to read. <laughs> well, if you have any, uh, if you have any thoughts on this, I, I would be, I would encourage you to go to the LinkedIn group page and uh, put in some of your thoughts because I think there's tons more limiting beliefs here. We just picked three because these are the most common. But I would uh, agree. All right, you got anything else, Brian? <sighs> no, I think that's it. Okay, I'm good. Well, shameless plugs. Can I can I offer a couple? Would you please uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast through iTunes or your favorite podcasting platform? Download our app in the iTunes Store. Make sure you do that because that's really an awesome way to uh, keep connected with us. And also take a couple minutes, as Brian said earlier, to leave a review in iTunes. Be sure to join the conversation LinkedIn group at advancedsellingpodcast.com/slash/linkedin. And Brian, I will see you next Monday. See the you then. Latest episode of. The Advanced Advanced Selling Selling Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) Bye. Bye.